the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord and welcome to the program. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and I'll be with you for the next hour. And we'll be taking your calls, praying for your prayer requests, talking about the Bible, answering questions, and whatever the Lord wants to do tonight because we want to seek God's will. We seek the the power of the Holy Spirit. We seek what the Lord wants to do tonight. So would you pray with me, pray for me? For this next hour, pray for the program that the Lord would use it for this next hour, that the Holy Spirit would just fill this time. You know, uh, I'm really glad to be here tonight because I wasn't sure if I was going to make it tonight to the radio. I haven't been feeling well, and uh, I'm going to be seeing a, a surgeon next week, so keep us in prayer. Uh, we'll see how things go, but I'm just so thankful for being here, and uh, we just want the Lord to take over and let his presence fill our homes, our cars, wherever we are, especially this place where we are. We're, we're live here in the studio in Burbank. So, oh, not Burbank, in, in Glendale. So let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord. You are awesome. You are mighty. You are powerful. You are so graceful, Lord, and merciful. And I thank you, Lord, for the grace and the mercy that you showed me tonight to be able to be here tonight at the radio. I thank you, Lord, for your healing upon each and every person who's listening tonight and your blessing each and every person, Lord. I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would take over for this next hour. Bless the phone calls and bless the phone callers, Lord, and just bless the people who are listening tonight, Lord, that there would be blessings tonight and power and strength and truth and your love, your grace, your mercy, your presence right now, Lord, that we would experience who you are, that we would draw a little bit closer to you tonight that you would reveal yourself a little more tonight, Lord. Have your way. Again, I ask Holy Spirit, take over for this next hour and do and accomplish all that you desire to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Again, welcome to the program. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and we are a live program. Like I said, we're here in studio at the KKLA Studios in Glendale, California, and we'll be here for the next hour, and we're ready to take your call. So if you'd like to call in tonight, if you have a prayer request, um, if there's something you want to bring before the Lord, if you need something, if you know somebody who needs something, if you're in need of healing or a blessing, if if there's something going on in your life that you just want to put before the Lord, look what the Bible tells us in First John 5, 14 says, This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, 
He hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. You can be confident. You can have the assurance that God hears your prayer. But you have to pray. You have to seek. You have to desire. And the first thing you have to do is pick up that phone and make a phone call and ask for prayer. The number is one 888 That's one 888 995-5552. You know, I say every week, we, we want to stand in the gap. If you know somebody who needs prayer, if you know somebody who's sick or is in a hospital or is going through some situation in their life, whether it's uh, physical, spiritual, whether it's in their marriage, their family, we want to stand in the gap for, for those who are in need. So if you want to stand in the gap, if you have a need or you know somebody has a need, call in tonight. Call in and let's pray. Let's, let, let's make prayer our first recourse, our first reaction. It's not our last resort. Prayer is where we go first because we go to a God who hears our prayers, who knows his desires for us, who knows what we need, and is waiting for us, waiting for you to call upon him and seek his will. So if you want to do that tonight, call in. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's one 1-888- Nine nine five fifty five fifty two. Also, if you have a Bible question, if there's something you want to ask about Scripture, about the Bible, about uh, the cults, the occult, world religions, uh, doctrine, theology, whatever's on your mind tonight, whatever your question is, we want to we want to delve into the Word of God. We want to seek God for His Word and see what is the answer to your question. Where is the answer to your question? Because it's in God's Word. It's in the Bible. Let's find it tonight. Let's answer your question tonight. Whether it's on, on, on the on scripture or doctrine, uh, theology, the world religions, cults, the occults, whatever's on your mind tonight, call in the numbers one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. Also, I want to remind you that we have a prayer meeting uh, every Friday night. Uh, we were there. We were together last night. Praise the Lord, and we were in prayer and worship uh, last night. We had live worship, which was awesome. Uh, Natalie and JT were helping out with uh, with song and guitar, so we want to thank God for that. And also, you know, we just offer, we just get it before the Lord in, in 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 His presence. So if you have a desire, if you have a, a, a hunger to be before the Lord, just to get into His presence and worship and glorify God and just pray and seek Him, we invite you to come out and worship with us on Friday nights. The address is eight hundred five North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia. That's 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia, 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock on Friday nights. Come out and worship with us. You know, we're doing a 16-week course on the, in the Gospel of Mark. We just finished uh, Mark the 4th chapter. We'll be going on to the 5th chapter next week. So come out. You're not too late. Come out and join us, and, and let's study the Word together. Let's get into the presence of God together. Let's just be in God's will. So come out on Friday nights, 8 p.m., uh, 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. It's easy to get to. Just take the 210 freeway uh, to Santa Anita. Get off at Santa Anita. Go north one block to Foothill Boulevard. Make another right. Make a right, I should say. Go go one more block. Make another right on 1st Avenue, and you'll see us at the corner of Forest and 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia, 805 North 1st Avenue. Uh, also, there's church service at uh, 10 a.m., so if you're looking for a church to visit or a church to make your home, come out to the Hills Church at 10 a.m., same address, 805 North First Avenue. Pastor Walter's back in town, and he'll be preaching uh, 
uh, tomorrow or this morning. So come out and join us at the Hills Church at 10 a.m., uh, 805 North 1st Avenue. Uh, also, again, I want to remind you that we are on podcast. So if you've missed the program, if you want to catch up, there's over 50-something programs already archived on our uh, podcast page. So uh, if you'd like to catch up or you've missed the program, go to kkla.com and just look for the podcast tab, and you'll see us scroll down and you'll see the Gypsy Christian Hour. Um, also, you could share this program with somebody. You can send it to somebody, or you could tell somebody about it. Tell them to listen to us on the podcast because a lot of people don't stay up this late or get up this early. And uh, if you'd like to share the program with somebody, just tell them about the Gypsy Christian Hour on podcast at kkla.com. Also, you can download uh, our app. So if you'd like to listen to KKLA Live or uh, what's going on with KKLA, just uh, go to your Google Store, uh, Google Play Store, iTunes Store, just download the free app, the KKLA app, and you'll be able to uh, listen to us on podcast. You'll be able to listen to us live. You'll be able to listen to KKLA uh, 24-7. So, again, it's a free free app, so download it at uh, KKLA. Uh, let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on to our phone calls. We're going to take our first phone call. But if you'd like to call in tonight, the number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552. If you have a prayer request, if you have a Bible question, if you have a testimony, a praise report, whatever's going on, whatever's on your mind tonight, I invite you to call in tonight for prayer. Call in tonight to ask a question. The number is one 888 Nine nine five 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 two. Let's talk to our first caller and talk to Eric. Hi, Eric. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, Sam. How are you? Doing okay. Doing okay. Sam, I have a question. In Acts two thirty seven, it says, "Repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit." Uh huh. What does it mean to be baptized in Jesus Christ? Do you mean? receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yeah, that's what it means. It means, you know, you, you've heard you've heard the gospel, you've heard the message, and now yes. you're baptized uh, in the authority, in the power of Jesus Christ. Where's the authority? Where's the power? The power is that he is the Son of God who came and lived on this earth and gave himself as a sacrifice on the cross and shed his blood for the remission of for the forgiveness of our sins, He gave the sacrifice. So that's what it means to be re- to. That's what it means to be baptized in Jesus. You know, you're not being baptized in anybody else. It's Jesus who's done the work. It's Jesus who's given the sacrifice. It's Jesus who was raised from the the dead. He was resurrected from the dead. It's Jesus who's who's sitting down right now at the right at the right hand of God. You know, he, he's he he's the one who did all the work. He's the one who 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 did everything for us. You know, every other religion, Eric, is is based on what man can do to measure up to God. You know, it's measured on good works, whether it's it's Islam or Buddhism or 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 or, 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 or uh, Hinduism. It's all about what man does. But in Christianity, it's about what Christ has done. He has done it all, and we don't have to do anything. All we have to do is receive Him, accept Him, and live according to His Word. Amen. But when when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit, you have to say, Lord Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit, or the Holy Spirit... Well, when you receive Christ, you receive the Holy Spirit. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive God the Father. You know, there's no separating uh, the Trinity. You know, they're they're all one. 
There's one God revealed in three persons, and those three persons are eternally distinct. You know, so when you have Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. When you have the Holy Spirit, you have the Father. Uh, Jesus' prayer in John 17 was that we would be one with the Father the way he is one with the Father. You know, we don't become a part of the Trinity, but we receive the Trinity. We receive the Father. We receive the, the Son. Okay? Okay, thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks for the call. Thank Good you, question. Sam. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Let's go back to our phone, and we're going to talk to Richard. Hey, Richard, you're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Uh, yeah, um, I have a girlfriend, uh, and uh, she actually, um, she's bipolar, and sometimes that causes a lot of problems. And uh, we were having a nice night, great night. Uh-huh. And she actually helps me sing a gospel song that I wrote. Uh-huh. And uh, she's a good girl, but just so happens something happened tonight that was really weird. And I just sort of needed an opinion from somebody that's, that's righteous, as you guys are. I've been listening to you guys for years. And um, so anyway, what happened was we're having a nice night, and uh, we're swimming in the pool, and somehow this guy tried to get in between us a couple of times. I thought nothing of it, and the next you know, I, 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 I came to the car second. She was already in the car, just so happens the same guy that tried to get in between us is in the car with her, uh-huh. okay? And so then I get a little mad. I'm a, I can be jealous, but I want to know your opinion. Uh, so when I came to the car, I said to her, well, what's going on? And he, she don't say nothing. He says nothing. We're just friends. So and so then I asked her what was going on, and, and then she said nothing. And then finally she tells me she tried to tell him to get out of the car, and uh, and then next you know I explode. He she should have never let this guy sit in the car with knowing that I was coming to the car, right? Right. Well, you know, uh, she she's not you know if you're in a relationship with her, what is her relationship to this guy? I mean. You, you know, before you make a um, a judgment, you need some more information. I mean, but but it's inappropriate. First of all, it's inappropriate him trying to get in between you and her, whether it's in the pool or in the car. It's inappropriate because you're in a relationship uh, with her, and he's he's not, and he's not supposed to be because you're you know you're in a monogamous relationship, and there should be some understanding here between you and your your girlfriend or your wife. Uh, I don't know if you if she's your girlfriend or your wife, but. Uh, there should be some understanding that these things are not supposed to happen. You know, these things are not supposed to be like this. He shouldn't have been in the car. He shouldn't have been alone with your with your girlfriend or your wife at all. There, there shouldn't be that type of uh, that that type of behavior, and that should raise a red flag. Uh, first of all, and second of all, you know, you should get some more information. And see, is this is this an ongoing thing, or is this something that just happened tonight, or is this a part of her her bipolar? Uh, problem that she has? Is she seeing a doctor for the bipolar? Is yeah, she on medication? Yeah. She's in the middle of uh, of, the, of the being bipolar. There's, there's, she's right in the middle. She's not good. She's not bad. She's right in the middle. But is she on medication? Is she seeing yeah. a doctor? Yeah. Yeah, she is. Okay. But the fact is, it, it, you know, I can blame him a little bit, but I also, my problem was with her was uh, she should have never let the guy sit down in the car and if he sits in the car, she said she told him to get out of the car, mm-hmm. and he didn't. And yeah. then, uh, then I told her she should have uh, just got out of the car. And she, the fact is, if she knew I was coming to the car, she she should have been she should have been looking for you 
uh, Richard. See, that should be a boundary in your in your relationship that you know she's not she shouldn't be alone with any other men. Yeah. You know, bottom line. She should have waited for me. If the guy was in the car, she should have jumped out of the car and ran to the office to, to see to find me. Right. Right. Yeah. She you know. Never let him sit down in the car, knowing that I was coming to the car. Yeah. You know, I would. You know. I would bring this up to her therapist, to her counselor, or uh, or to your therapist, your counselor, to whoever you see, and and try and get some more better information and see how how to proceed, you know, there, there has to be boundaries in your relationship and there, there needs to be some, some things like this put into place, you know, that they're, they're not supposed to be any inappropriate uh, activity like this. So okay. she was wrong and he was wrong. Both. Yeah. I would, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but like I said, get more information, try and get a better handle on it and, and do it with a third party, you know, with your counselor, with your, with your therapist, with your pastor, you know what I mean? And, okay. All right. One more thing. Can I sing a song? Well, we don't have time. They're not set up to do songs over here. Sing it to you all later. Okay. Thank you, Richard. God bless. I love you, and good job. God bless. Thank you. God bless. Bye. Bye. Let's go to the phone lines and talk to Jeremiah. Hi, Jeremiah. You're on the air. How can we help tonight? Hey, Sammy. How are you doing tonight? Doing okay. Doing okay. Well, yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear you. It hasn't felt good. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, keep me in prayer because we'll be going to the doctor this week. Okay, well, I need prayer. I think you know, uh, still looking for a cut. I can't allow cut. I don't know what's going on. It's a devil attack. Uh huh. Well, let's let's pray about that. Father, I just thank you, Mordad. Lord, we're going to be consistent, Lord, and we're going to be we're going to keep coming back to you, Lord, because Jeremiah is in desperate need, Lord. Yes, he's in need of a house, an apartment, Lord, somewhere he can live, Lord, to get out of whoever wherever he's living now, Mordad. So I just pray, Lord, that your perfect will would be accomplished for Jeremiah, his mom, Lord, that you would do abundantly and exceedingly beyond what we ask, Lord. Provide a miracle, Lord, that he would find a place, Lord, where he would be able to live and drive and live according to your word. Lord, we thank you, Father, for his obedience. We thank you, Lord, for his consistent desire to seek your will, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. God bless you, Sammy. God bless how's you. Safka doing? Doing okay, Jeremiah. Everybody's okay, doing okay. Okay, how's Wally's son doing with the cancer? Is uh, all right? He's doing okay. We're going to probably start uh, uh, therapy, you know, chemotherapy pretty soon within the next week or 10 days. So keep him in prayer. All right, all right one more thing, Sammy. If you could pray for my cousin Ricky, because they said he's still got cancer, and for Debbie, for Debbie to get healed, because they said she's got three months to live. Well, Dad, we come before you. We pray for Ricky and we pray for Debbie Mugodad. Lord, we know what the doctors say and we know what the doctors' reports are, Mugodad, but we depend on your report. We depend on your final say, Lord, Mugodad, that you would say, Lord, to the cancer, be gone, that you would say to Ricky, be healed, that you would just bless these people, Lord, that you would heal these people, Lord. Lord, for your purpose, for your honor, for your glory, Lord, to show your power, Lord. I pray, Lord, for miraculous healings in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah, God bless you, Sammy. God, God bless, bless your ministry. Thank, Thank you, Jeremiah. God bless. Good night. God bless. Let's talk to... Oh, if you want to call in tonight, let me tell you, we're, we're uh, 19 minutes into the program, and I want to remind you to call in tonight. If you need prayer, 
If you know somebody who needs prayer, if you want to ask a question about the Bible, about Christianity, call in tonight. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552 for the live on-air calls. If you need prayer or if you want to ask a question about Christianity or give a praise report, again, the number is one 888 995-5552 get your calls in early so we have time to take your calls and also we want to get to our message tonight so let's go to our next caller and talk to Jimmy hi Jimmy you're on the air how can we help you tonight hey Jimmy this is Jimmy hey Jimmy thanks for call- hey I'm, I'm glad you called I, I couldn't call you back today because uh, I wasn't feeling too well I was out of shape today I know I heard I, I try to call you uh, today myself I try to get contact yeah. with you yeah but I called you tonight I wanted to tell you they released Nancy out of the hospital. Oh, praise the Lord. And they're going to try her on the medication for two weeks. Right. And see if she gets better with the medication. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That's that's awesome. Yeah, they sent her home and said the medication will help her if she goes home. So that's what she's doing right now. She's home here. And we just wanted to call you just to tell you that. And we heard about you. You don't feel good. We're praying for you, me and Nancy. Thank you. Thank and you so much, Jimmy. And God can heal you, that you can be around with us on the radio station. Amen. Well, Father, I thank you for, yes, Lord. for Nancy, Lord, for bringing her home from the hospital, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that they they didn't have to do the surgery, Mugodel, and I pray, Mugodel, that you'll use this medication, Mugodel, use this medicine. I pray for Nancy's healing, I pray for Jimmy's healing. Lord, I pray for myself, Lord, that we would all be healed yes, through Lord. your power, through the power of your spirit, Lord, that you would touch our lives, Mugodel. Lord, that you would bless Jimmy, Lord, and heal his kidneys, Mugodel. And, 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 and help him to get off the dialysis, Mugodel. I just pray, Lord, for your perfect will, for your perfect uh, will to be accomplished in these lives, Mugodel. I pray for an outpouring of your spirit, an outpouring of your blessing, Lord. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Simon, me and Nancy keep on praying for you. God bless you, you, Jimmy. you get better and you get healed. Amen. Thank you. Jesus. God bless you, Jimmy. We'll be keeping you guys in prayer, too. All right. All right. I just God. wanted to be taking a phone call. God bless Thank you. God bless. Bye. Let's go to our next caller. Uh, our next caller is on line five, and the name is Aris. Hey, Aris, you're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, Pastor. Um, I was just wondering, because uh, I've been really scared. Like, if I were to die, like, let's say right now from a heart attack, like, I'm not sure if I'd make it to heaven. Uh, why is that? Why, why are you not sure you'd make it to heaven? Have you... Have you accepted or received Christ as your Savior? Yeah. Okay. But, but um, I'm just scared because um, it states that um, I think a person has to be born again. Right. And then in 1 John, it states that um, uh, if a person has been born of God, he doesn't sin, but I'm still living in sin. So mm-hmm. does that mean that I'm not born again? Well, you know, that, that's, you know, we don't live in sin. You know, we don't live in in, in, a, in a sinful practice of life. Uh, Christians are have 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 repented from sin and left that old life. You know, second Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen says that if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation, referring to being born again. And the old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. You are a new creation. Once you receive Christ, you are a new creation. And while you are still a sinner 
you don't live in sin. I mean, if anybody tells you that they don't sin, they're a liar. They've just sinned because they're lying. Uh, Christians sin every day, but that's why we repent, and that's why God uh, gives us grace and, and mercy and forgiveness when we repent. You know, it says, First uh, John says, if we can, was it First uh, John one nine, I believe says that uh, if we say we have no sin, I'm sorry, First John one eight. If we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So the Bible uh, uh, realizes or or, or tells us that that we're still sinners, but we're not living in sin. Because if we sin, we confess our sins, and we repent from our sins, and we receive God's forgiveness and his grace and his mercy. Because as a born-again Christian, you can't live in sin and be okay. You're going to be miserable if you're living in sin. It's going to be a a constant guilt and a constant shame. And the devil's just going to do, you know, he's just going to do whatever he wants in your life. But we don't do that. We don't live in sin. And if a Christian is living in sin, you know, he's like the prodigal son who's who's strayed from the father but is able to return to the father, you know. So... So where are you? Where 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 are you, Aris? Where are you in that in that picture? Um, I'm still living in sin because that that specific verse speaks to me, where it states that um, um, a, a man is in sin or a person can't sin because he's, uh, God's seed is in him. So I think like some reason that keeps telling me like that person, that that specific person doesn't sin at all anymore. Like not even one. No, that's not true. You know, uh, Christians do sin. Uh, Christians are still sinners, but that we're sinners saved by grace. We're living under the grace of God. We're living under His mercy and His grace and His forgiveness. But we can't we can't live in sin and think we're okay, Aris. If we're if we're living in some kind of uh, addictive behavior, or if we're living in some kind of sinful uh, uh, thing that we're doing. That is against God's word. We need to repent from that and turn away from, the Bible says to turn away from your wicked ways and return unto God. You know, I'm not sure what, 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 your, what your lifestyle is or, or what you're doing that you're feeling so convicted and bad about, but you need to turn away from it. You need to, 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 to be released from that. I think to be released from that sin in your life, to, be, uh, you know, to break those chains uh, whatever's holding you back from 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 uh, living according to God's word and obeying His word. Okay. Do you go to church, Aris? Yeah, I do. All right. Uh, I would I would advise you to go talk to your pastor. You know, talk okay. to your pastor about what's going on. Tell somebody who that you you know that you can you know uh, talk to face to face, and be able to 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 confess your sin to him. You know, and uh, get some help. You you probably need some help. To, to, to break free of whatever addictive behavior you're in or whatever lifestyle you're in or whatever you're doing that is yeah. causing you to feel all this shame and guilt. Because I can hear it in your voice. I can hear that the, the devil is shaming you and uh, you know, heaping uh, guilt upon you, and it's, 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 it's tearing you apart. Yeah. So let me pray for you, Aris. Father, I pray for my brother Aris, Lord, who has received the grace and the salvation of Jesus Christ. But Lord, he's living in a way, Lord, that I know is unpleasing to you, Father, 
and is uh, not health, healthy for him, Lord, in his, in his spiritual walk with you. So I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would touch him. I pray that you would touch him with the power of God. I pray that you would reveal your, your word to him and your truth to him, Lord, and that he would repent from whatever is going on in his life, Lord, that he would seek out help, Lord, help from other Christians, Lord, that are able to comfort him and, 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 and able to, 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 to support him and help him, Lord, in, in, in following you and leading him back to your word and to obedience to your word. So, Father, I just pray for Aras, Lord, that you would do a mighty work in his life. Father, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would open your word to him, that you would open your, his heart to your truth, and that you would fill him with power, Lord, to overcome whatever's in his life, Father. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you, Aris. And like I said, you know, you know, Sunday in church, you know, after church, you know, make an appointment or ask to, to, to get together with your pastor and talk to him about these things and seek out some help, okay? Okay. All right. God bless. Thank you. Well, I'd like to encourage you if you need prayer or if you know somebody who needs prayer, if you need uh, some type of help with the Word of God or anything that's going on in your life, call in tonight. The number is 1 888 995 5552. That's 1 888 995 5552 for the live on their calls. And, you know, I was. Uh, telling you earlier not supposed to take long pauses there but I had to take a drink uh, I was telling you earlier that we finished uh, the, uh, the the fourth chapter of, of Mark last night in, in church and I wanted to just kind of share with you a little bit of what we were going through uh, in Mark and if you open your, your Bibles to Mark the fourth chapter it says he referring to Jesus began to teach again by the sea and such a very large crowd gathered to him that he got into a boat in the sea and sat down. And the whole crowd was by the sea in the land. So again, we see, you know, from in the first, second, and, and third chapters, Jesus was attracting large crowds. And again, here we have large crowds coming to see Jesus, so large that he had to get into a boat to avoid being crushed. You know, so the word about Jesus, you know, even early on in his ministry, uh, the word about Jesus got out. Here's this man, you know, healing the sick, uh, 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 casting out demons, you know, teaching the word in, in such authority that's never been seen before. And, uh, you know, he was standing by the sea, by the Sea of Galilee, and uh, the crowd started to crush him, you know, so it got so large that, that he just had to get in a boat, and, and he started preaching and teaching from the boat. And it says in the second verse that he was teaching them many things in parables and was saying to them in his teaching uh listen to the, well, let me go let me stop here and, and before we go further you know one of jesus's practices was to teach in parables you know uh so i asked uh, the people who were with me last night what is a parable you know a parable if you look it up in the greek is something that is uh, similar to something else a story uh, that is similar. That has two. That has dual meanings. Uh, it's a fictitious narrative or a fictitious story of common life, conveying a moral or spiritual truth. And that's what I loved about the, the, this this definition. It's a story that contains a moral or spiritual truth. There's a teaching in a, You know, you, you you tell a story for a purpose. 
to, to, to give a teaching. Uh, Jesus is telling the story in order to make a point. He's, he's making a moral point or a spiritual point. So he says, listen to this. Behold, the sower went out to sow. As he was sowing, some seed fell on the road, and the birds, of the, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. And after the sun had risen, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. Other seeds fell into good soil, and as they grew up, and and as they grew up and increased, the yield they yielded a crop, and produced thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. And he was saying, "He who has ears to hear, let him." here. Jesus is telling a story. He's telling a parable. He's telling an earthly story. You know, he's using, uh, 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 he's talking about the sower, about a farmer, and he's talking to farmers. He's most likely talking to, you know, he's using a story that they can relate to, that they understand. And he's using this to, 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 to give them a moral teaching. So he's telling them that this crop, you know, that there were four kinds of, 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 of soil that the seed fell on. And he goes on, as soon as he was alone, his followers along with the twelve began asking him about the parables. And he was saying to them, to you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God. And to those who are outside, they get everything in parables, he says. So that while the seeing, so that while seeing they may see and not perceive. And while hearing, they may hear and not understand. Otherwise they might return and be forgiven. You know, and this this kind of stood out to me. This this last verse, this twelve verse, so that while they, they while seeing they may see and not perceive, and while hearing they may hear and not understand. Otherwise, they might return and be forgiven. And it kind of stood out, and I kind of wondered, you know, what is Jesus trying to say here? You know, he's telling his apostles, you know, uh, to you it's been given. To, to understand the mystery of God. I'm going to explain everything to you guys in detail. Everybody else gets, get, they're going to get parables. They're going to get stories. But I'm going to explain the parables. I'm going to explain the stories to you. And the reason I'm doing this is, 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 is and he says this, so that while seeing they may not, they, they may see and not perceive, and while hearing they may hear and not understand, otherwise they might return and be forgiven. It's like, really? Is God trying, is Jesus trying to withhold something from them that they might not be saved? But it's not like that at all. You know, I kind of thought, well, this is not fair, you know. But no, this is that's not what he's saying at all. He's referring to Isaiah uh, six eight through ten. This is a this is a fulfillment of scripture. In Isaiah the sixth chapter, you have Isaiah, Isaiah in the presence of God, and he's saying, "Woe is me, for I'm a man of unclean lips," you know, and I'm a, I'm a man from you know. He's, he he was in the presence of God, and the angel came. And took the the coal from the from the altar of God, and he touched his lips with the with the with the coal and cleansed his lips. And now, right after that, he says, "Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us?' And then I said, 'Here I am. Send me.' And he said, 'Go and tell this people, keep on listening, but do not perceive. Keep on looking, but do not understand.'" Render the hearts of this people insensitive, their ears dull, their eyes dim. Otherwise they might see in their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and return and be healed. And I realized with the reference here, Jesus is not withholding 
uh, uh, salvation from them. He's not withholding understanding from them. It's not that they they that that, that they can't understand it, that they can't be saved, but they won't be saved. They won't hear. You know, this is kind of like uh, Jesus being sarcastic. These people are so uh, not willing to see. They're so not willing to hear. They're so not willing to understand that if they only would understand, if they only would try, they would be saved. So God is telling us here that these people, their their hearts have been hardened. You know, earlier in the in the in the third chapter, the Pharisees were right there, seeing Jesus heal, uh, hearing Jesus's words, and Jesus got angry with them and grieved for them at the same time because of the hardness of their hearts. And that's what's going on here. These people's hearts are hard towards Christ. The the the, the people's heart, they're not listening, they're not hearing, they're not really uh, understanding. Because if they did, they would be saved. So it's not that they can't be saved, but they won't be saved. You know, it's it's the it's the 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 three uh, other uh, examples of the seed falling on the soil. It's not that they can't be saved; it's that they won't be saved. You know, and then in in, in the fourth chapter, in the thirteenth verse, uh, Jesus goes on to explain why they won't hear why they won't be saved. It's not that they can't, they won't. He said to them, do you not understand this parable? How will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. And you know, we we wonder, who's the sower? We're the sowers. It's anybody who 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 preaches the word of God. It's anybody who 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 shares the word of God. You know, somebody was saying they thought that the sower was God. No, the sower is the one who shares the word. The sower is the one who preaches the word. The sower is the one who throws out the word of God. You know, the sower was throwing out seeds, and we share the word of God. We preach the word of God. We teach the word of God. And that's the, being a sower. You're sowing the seeds of the word of God. So you have that responsibility. You have that privilege. You have that honor. When you share the word of God, when you share a, a comforting word, when you share a, a, a supporting word, when you share God's word, when you just tell somebody God loves you, that's sowing the word of God. And he says, these ones who are beside the road where the word is sown, and when they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. It says, these, these ones are the ones who are beside the road. And the word just sits there. The word goes, and it just—it's there. It's there on the side of the road. It ha- it doesn't penetrate the ground. It doesn't go anywhere. It's just there. And Satan comes, and it, Satan comes like a bird who comes and eats up the seeds. Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown. These never had a chance. They never accepted the word. They refused to obey. They never let the word sink in at all. It says the, 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 the word comes and immediately Satan comes because they don't want to. They don't want to hear. They reject. They don't want to hear the word of God at all. These never accept the word of God. They refuse to believe. So Satan comes immediately and takes it away. 16th verse, in a similar way, these are the ones on whom the seed was sown on the rocky places, who when they hear the word immediately receive it with joy, and they have no firm root in themselves, but are only temporary. Then, when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they fall away. Now, what kind of people are these? 
What kind of people are these that the, the Jesus is saying? They're the rocky soil. They're the rocky soil who hear immediately. They receive the word immediately. And he adds, with joy. With joy they receive the word. But they're temporary. It's just superficial. It's just, uh, it's just you know, for show. They receive the word with joy. But then when affliction or persecution comes, immediately they fall away. Why do they fall away? Because they have no root. They're just superficial. It's just for a show. They're not really receiving the word, letting the word do its work, getting rooted and grounded in the in the word of God. They're just letting the word come, and yeah, they like what they like what they hear. They receive it with joy, but they don't allow the word to do what it's supposed to do. The word comes to change our lives. The word comes to show us the truth of God. The word comes to do a mighty work of God in us. But they didn't allow that to happen. You know, they didn't allow it because they didn't allow the the the, the, the word to take root. It says they have no firm root in themselves, but they are only temporary. You know, what is the purpose and you know, what is the purpose for a root? A root is to establish a tree or to establish a plant. Roots go deep into the soil to receive nourishment. Roots go deep in the soil to, in order to receive water. Water and nourishment to grow. And you know, uh, water is, 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 is a symbol of life, you could say. You know, without water, you can't live. You know, and these, the, 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 the roots go deep into the ground in order to receive water. The water, and, the, and another symbol of, of, of the word is water. Jesus says in John the 15th chapter, you are washed by the water of the word. You know, we receive the word and we allow the word to penetrate our heart. We allow the, the, the word to be established in our souls and we allow the word to change us. You know, when you come to God, you came to God mo- most likely because you heard his word. You were touched by his word and the word caused you to repent. And repent means to change your direction, to go in a different direction. So they didn't allow the, the, the word, they didn't allow the seed to take root. They didn't allow the word to go, to go deep into their life and allow, them, and allow the, 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 the word of God to change them. You know, Jesus said in, in, in John 4.13, he said, everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst but the water that I will give him will become like a well of water springing up to eternal life. We need the water of the Word of God. We need that water to go deep, and you know, we, we need to have the our, our we need to be rooted in the Word of God that we would receive the water of the Word of God that we would receive that life giving spring of eternal life. That's what we need. We need to allow the Word to go deep into our hearts, into our minds, into our souls, into our into our life. You know, Jesus went on in the 18th verse, and he says, And others are the ones on whom seed fell. I'm sorry. And others are the ones on whom seed was sown among the thorns. Now he's giving an example of thorns. We talked about the road. We talked about the rocky soil. And now we're talking about thorns. It says, These are the ones who have heard the word, but the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for things enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. How many times have we seen this, my friends? How many times have we seen somebody that, that, that 
they hear the word of God, but the worries of the world choke the word of God right out of their life. The worries of the world, the needs of this life can choke the spiritual life out of he who hears the word. You know, there's, there's, you know, we all have needs. We all have desires. We all worry about, you know, paying our bills and, you know, doing the things we need to do. But we don't allow these things to choke our life. You know, we rest in the Lord. We trust in the Lord. We know that the Lord will provide. We know that the Lord will, you know, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. God provides for his people. God provides for the needs of his people. God says, I know the plans I have for you, not for calamity, not for destruction, but plans for hope and to give you a future. Jeremiah 29, 11. You know, but if you allow the worries of the world, if you allow the desires for for, for riches and desires for, 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 for things, for the, for the material things of this world, it will choke the word right out of a person's life. You know, desires for material things can, can keep you out of the kingdom of God. And I'll give you an example. You know, Matthew 19, Jesus says, And someone came to him, someone came to Jesus and said, Teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may obtain eternal life? And he said to him, Why are you asking me about what is good? There is only one who is good. But if you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. And then he said to him, Which ones? And Jesus said, You shall not commit murder, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your mother and your father. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the young man said to him, All these things I have kept. What am I still lacking? And Jesus said to him, If you wish to be complete, go and sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come follow me. But when the young man heard this, He went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. He went away grieving. You know, Jesus is giving him an invitation. You want to know how to have eternal life? You want to know how to have treasures in heaven? Sell everything you have and come follow me. You know, we had a lot of discussion last night about about the, 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 the rich young ruler and how his attitude, you know, why he came to Jesus and, and why he, did he ask, you know, was he, you know, and he said, I, I've kept all these commandments. And, you know, that's, that's not true. You know, even though he said he kept all these commandments, he can't. Nobody can keep it. There's none righteous, not, there are none righteous, not one. The Bible says we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So if anything, he was, you know, just by saying he kept all the commandments, he was, he broke the commandments because he was a liar. But he's trying to, to, to show himself righteous, and Jesus, you know, and I, I, I was inter- It was interesting because Jesus didn't call him on the carpet about that. He didn't say, "No, you, you've broken the command." No, he didn't say that because he knew his heart. He knew where this man was coming from. He knew what was really keeping him from eternal life. He knew what was really keeping him from God. It was his property. It was his riches. It says, "When the young man heard the statement, he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property." It kept him out. Of, it kept him from God. It kept him from following Christ. So don't get so caught up in earthly riches that you forget where the true riches are. The true riches are in Christ. Our true riches are still awaiting us. See, everything here on this earth, it's all going to be 
taken away someday. It's all going to be burned up. You don't, you're not going to take it with you. It's not going anywhere. It's staying here and it's getting burned up. But what we acquire in heaven, Jesus said, store up riches in heaven. And that's what we need to be doing. Let's go on and talk about uh, the good soil. It says, and those are the ones on whom seed was sown on the good soil. And they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit. Thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. When the seed fell on good soil, it produced a crop. It produced a crop. It did what it was supposed to do. And notice that all the seed was the same. What was different was the soil. You know, the word of God is unchanging. Jesus said that not one jot or tittle will be changed in the word of God. The word of God will is established forever and ever and ever. It is eternal. So the word is the same. The same word went to the to the to the ones that were on the side of the road. The same word went to the ones that were on rocky soil, thorny in the thorns and on the good soil. And the word produced its crop when when it fell on good soil. When the soil received the word, when the soil accepted the word and allowed the seed to do what it was supposed to do, it bore a crop. What kind of soil are you? Where are you? You know, God, God's word never changes. It's all the same word. Not, you know, and, and we're the soil. And none of us are the same. Not everyone is the same. Some will hear the word and be saved. Others will have the same opportunity but refuse to obey the word and be, you know, some will hear and be saved. We all have the same opportunity and others will hear the word and refuse to be saved. I want to be good soil and I hope you're good soil. I hope you're listening to this word and you're allowing the word of God to do in you what he wants to do. You know, Jesus goes on and talks about a lamp. It says, and he was saying to them, a lamp is not brought to be put under a basket, is it? Or under a bed. It's not brought to be, is it not brought to be put on the lampstand? A lamp bears light. And a lamp can't do any good if you put it under a basket. You can't hide a lamp and expect it to do its job. You can't put it under a bed. No, a lamp is meant to be put on the lampstand to show its light. When we're saved, Jesus calls us the light of the world. John uh, Matthew 5.14 says, You are the light of the world. He tells us, You are the light of the world. When you're saved, when you're the good soil, you're going to produce a crop, and that crop is going to be seen. Your good works are going to, God is going to do a good work in you, and yet, you know, your, your good works are going to be seen. We're not to hide our salvation. We are to go out and proclaim our salvation through Jesus Christ. Jesus has saved us. Jesus has given us eternal life, and we are to proclaim that. We are to show that. We are to be like a light unto the world. You know, this world is in darkness, and this world needs the light of Jesus Christ. He says, for nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been secret, but that it would be come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he was saying to them, take care what you listen to. Now he's, now he's giving them a warning. He's saying, be careful. 
Be careful what you listen to. Jesus warns us to be careful what we are, what we allow into our minds, what we allow into our hearts. Be careful from false teaching. Here he is giving them teaching on, on salvation, giving them the parable of the sower and explaining it to them, telling them how there's so many different kinds of soil, how some seed is going to fall on the, on, the, on the rocky soil. Some seed is going to fall where there's thorns. Some seed is going to fall by the side of the road. Don't, don't be discouraged because there's good soil out there too. But he's saying, take care of what you listen to. Take care, take, take, take care about what you put your ear to. What, what, what teachings do you receive? There's false teaching out there. There's going to be even more false teaching after I leave. So take care of what you listen to. He's warning them. He's warning us to be careful. We need to hear the word of God. We need to listen to the word of God. We need to be nourished and built up in the word of God. He says, by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you, and more will be given to you. For whoever has, to him more shall be given, and to whoever does not have, even what he has shall be taken away from him. And it's not talking about material things. You know, when I first read this years and years ago, I thought I was talking about material things, but it's not. It's talking about your spiritual life, your spirit, your understanding, your faith. You know, it's not talking about material things. Whoever has faith and trust in the word, Whoever allows the word to do in its in his life what it's supposed to do, more shall be done. When you receive the word, when you receive good teaching, you're going to be built up, you're going to be strengthened, you're going to be empowered. But if you listen to false teaching, if you listen to, to, to false doctrine, even the little faith that you have will be taken away because you'll be, it'll be corrupted. Whoever has faith and trust in the word, more faith and trust will be given. And those who don't, the little that they have, will be corrupted by false teaching and false belief. Jesus is giving us a warning. He's telling us to watch out. Jesus goes on in Mark, the fourth chapter, 26. He talks about another seed. And he was saying, The kingdom of God is like a man who casts seed upon the soil and goes out to bed at night and gets up by day. And the seed sprouts and grows. How? He himself does not know. The soil produces crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, then the mature grain in the head. But when the crop permits, he immediately puts the sickle because the harvest has... Excuse me, the harvest has come. You know, we sow the seed, but we don't cause its growth. He's talking about a man who goes out in his field and sows seed. And after he sows the seed, that's it, it's done. He goes to sleep, and the seed in the ground has growth. We sow the seed, but we don't cause its growth. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. That's what the Lord does. And when the time is right, God takes his harvest, and the hearer receives salvation. You know, if you're a sower and you sow the seed, your job ends there. You've sown the seed. It's not our job to save people. We can't save people. You can't save anybody. Just sow the word. Sow the seed. And allow God to do his work. It's the Holy Spirit's job to cause growth. We sow the seed, but God causes the growth. And when God causes the growth, he's going to take the harvest. He's going to do the work. He does the work. He's done the work. You know, and he will continue to do all that he desires to do because his desire is to save. His desire is to save us from sin. His desire is to save so many from sin. It's his, word. it's his desire that no one 
would 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 be lost. You know, God God gave His only begotten Son, so that whoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. That none should be lost, but that all might be saved. But the the problem is, not all will be saved. You know, we have four examples of four different types of soil, four different kinds of people. You know, and and the the, the seed fell. The same seed fell on all four examples, but only one out of the four was saved. You know, uh, I think of uh, uh, you know Pastor Greg Laurie. Who says you know he 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 does these great harvest crusades, and he says you know he he doesn't expect everybody who comes up to be saved. You know, hundred, you know, so many thousands of people come out, and they receive Christ, but are they all saved? You know, probably not. Probably one in four get saved. You know, the Bible says that you know, wide is the is the road that leads to destruction, but narrow is the road that leads to eternal life, and not many take it. You know, probably, you know, I don't know if it's true or not, or, or it's just uh, an opinion that one out of four people that, 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 that receive Christ actually become Christians. You know, I don't know. And I'm sure Greg Laurie doesn't know either. It's just an opinion. But I wonder. I wonder what kind of seed is listening to this, what kind of soil is listening to this message right now. I hope you're good soil. And if you haven't received Christ yet, I hope you'll do it right now. I hope you'll understand that you need, we all need the Word of God. We all need Christ. We all need salvation. And if you haven't received Christ yet, I want to give you the opportunity to receive Him right now. And just close your eyes and pray and ask and say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. And you came on this earth and gave yourself as a sacrifice to forgive me of my sins. I repent of my sins right now and I ask that you would come and live in my heart and that I would be able to live for you from this day on, that I would allow your word to have its way in my heart. I repent from my sins and I ask for your forgiveness. Come and live inside me from this night on. I thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, if you're listening you know that the, the music means our time is up for tonight i hope you enjoyed tonight's program and janet please keep holding on i'll talk to, i'll get to your question and to your prayer request right after the program i'll sign off and i'll i'll, I'll talk to you uh i hope you'll join us again uh we're out of time like i said we're out of time but uh, don't forget about church tomorrow and then we'll be together friday night at eight o'clock in arcadia and then we'll be back here next Saturday night. Keep me in prayer this week uh, as I go to doctors and see what's going to happen. Uh, well, God bless you. I hope you enjoyed tonight. We'll see you next week. God bless you and good night. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.